I really should have come up with an intro, I guess. I don't know. What up, everybody? Welcome to episode 66 of the MTG Untapped Podcast. I am your host. I am the Micah. And joining me, as always, he is my friend. He is also yours. You can't keep this man down. He is Costa. How are you? Well, maybe except for ear infections, but I'm, I'm hanging in there. Getting a little better, finally. These allergies have been killing me and following on some medication so hopefully i'll be 100 percent by next week we are not alone joining us this week he is a man whose roots dig deep and this is one of his favorite time of year because his leaves start to green up he is tree how are you that Hello. was a horrible thing i'm sorry <laughs> that, was, that was that was something else at least i can say that uh, well thanks for having me on again always good to be back Oh, you're you're a part of the family. Uh, also, I made a request for you whenever I did your intro, and you did not do it. So this is your last episode. Just letting you know that. But you know, I was hoping for a lead-in. You know, for making. I gave a you list. like I gave you the most check, brutally points. cringe lead-in that I could have given you. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. Well, which is. All right. We're all right. We're moving on then. Um, Going to be a long one today, so we're going to skip the phasing, but we're going to untap where we talk about magic that we played over the past week. Um, for me personally, this is more dailies. I've been milling people out. That's pretty fun. Although it's fun. Some days I feel like I just can't lose. Like I just rip through my dailies. I get all the early uh, big gold wins really quick. Then like the next day, I just can't buy a win. Like I'll just play there for like an hour and a half. I'm like, I haven't won a single game. And I'm like, this is weird. But mill is fun. Um, uh, Although I feel like next week I will have more to share on the untap because they also announced a uh, new format for arena called Explorer. And uh, which is basically, it's a precursor to them putting pioneer on arena. So they're saying like all the cards that are on arena that are pioneer legal legal will make up this format. And then they're going to sequentially add more cards until they just put that format to the side. And now you just have pioneer. So I'm going to try that out this next week and we'll probably talk about that next week on the untapped stuff. We may even just be talking about stuff like that in a hodgepodge of Capenna impressions and other news. But um do either of y'all have any magic stories from the past week? Well we Tree and I were at Magic this Friday. I don't think I was gonna be there because I was feeling pretty cruddy but ended up making it out because uh, a buddy of mine didn't end up coming over and <clears throat> Tree and I both took rightfully first and second for the <laughs> draft part. Uh, he ended up beating me for like, I mean, we like split and then um, he beat me for the, <coughs> the foil. Um, yeah, it was a good, good send off to Kamigawa. Um, honestly, forgot what the hell I even played. Do you remember what I played in tree? I don't even remember. believe you were on the, the, the green black theme and then splashing another color. I don't remember what color. I think it was blue or white. <clears throat> I'm gonna go look while you tell them you're. And then, <laughs> um, I th I played um, a Naya, a green white base, and then splash red just because I wanted to get some more, emp like oomph and power into my into my draft pool, and I had drafted some some good red cards here. But um, it was it was a solid you know green white deck base. Um, you can ask for more. I had a I lined up a lot of my things pretty well, and. Um, just beat everyone down basically yeah pretty much <laughs> pulling up my 
my cards right now. And... I am um, sad to uh, not draft it again, but it is time for a change. We can all agree to that, right? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't. I mean, like I said, I got, or we talked about last week that uh, I ended up enjoying it more as as time went on. Obviously, um, oh my god, it's gonna drive me nuts. What did I have? What did I have? What did I have? Oh yeah, that's you... right. I had a malicious malfunction. I know that much. Yeah, it was green black base, and then uh, had an oh, extra splash. splash. White. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, I had like three Okiba Reckoners. Oh, that's right. We looked at my pool and found out I had like no removal. <laughs> Which was hilarious, um, but it worked out really well. It's just that against your deck, I literally needed removal because uh, it just wasn't going to go far. So, but yeah, that was it for us for magic related stuff. Let's move in to the newest, uh, I'm gonna say topic. That's not the correct word. Segment here on the MTG Untap podcast, where we talk about underplayed EDH cards. With that underplayed bit being under five percent on EDH rec, and as it's our, uh, we were trying to get our guests to do it, so Tree will be giving us his underplayed EDH card of the week. I chose Ruination, and I totally for I've forgotten what Ruination does. But let destroys me all non-basic lands. Yes, that. <laughs> I don't think it's played at all. You know, one percent. <laughs> so yeah, that be there's a lot of non-basic lands in in EDH, so that seems like a reasonable choice. I mean, it's All right. It's a salty card, so yeah, I imagine it wouldn't be played much, but it probably should be. Yeah, I mean, like, especially if like, um, if you're in a uh, position where you're going to your uh, FNM or whatever, jamming some EDH, and you don't really have as much invested in your commander collection as say some other people, and they just keep like beating you down with their expensive cards, you just drop a ruination on them, and their expensive mana base just makes them want to cry. Um, yeah, it's like a one-sided Armageddon, and it can be in a lot of cases. Like, I run Blood Moon Atali. If I had a Ruination, I'd probably slide one in there. <laughs> I, think he, I think Shaver's head would blow off of his head. Oh, he'd instantly scoop. Oh, uh, much, yes. The top would just... Friend of the podcast. All right, your underplayed EDH card of the week is Ruination. Put him in your EDH decks. Only if you feel that confident in your friendships. Um, let's move on to this week's main topic. And it is the limited primer episode for Streets of New Capenna. We're going to be going through giving our list, being judged harshly, inappropriately, uh, enigmatically. What other words, adverbs can I use here? Uh, it doesn't matter. But yeah, so Tree is going to be our supreme judge, ruler, executioner, jury. Um, everything man this uh, for this set so he'll be doing the limited primer and the run it back whenever we do that the contestants will be myself uh, Costa our defending champion if I do correctly remember our defending champion Costa then uh, quasi participating making his return is uh, Samson who uh, due to scheduling conflicts was unable to actually like verbally participate but he did provide us with lists and hilarious blurbs and so we're going to somehow incorporate his list and then tree uh yes the score will be three two one uh tree feel free to just um verbally say it we, we'll 
Uh, this is hardly the most professional of uh, contacts, so you know, there's no need to just try and be sneaky with it. But yeah, so uh, we're going to be participating. Tree's going to be judging. Tree, real fast, would you like to remind the people how you judge or how you intend on judging us for this set? Okay, um, so this set, a uh, new component, is a little bit more geared towards multicolored cards. So we are adding a new section, the multicolored section, that we haven't previously really touched on before. <clears throat> um, just because there's just uh, so many cards that are um, multicolored. It's about a two-to-one ratio to uh, from multicolored to a single color, so that's why we're doing that. Um, and with that in mind, we are cutting down the comments down to four, uh, top four and then uh, the uncommons to top two for the monocolor. And in reverse for the multicolor, because there's so little, so few common multicolor cards, we're doing two top two commons and then the top five uncommons. Um, and there's going to be a lot to talk about there. Um, I'm going to see the basically how well they're, I guess, um, how well their lists uh, is not really like in order too much. I will consider the order um, from one, two, three, four. But uh, overall, because it is the primer, um, I do want I do want to have I want to be convinced. I want to be persuaded to s see your lists in the top four and make sure and like see if that's going to be uh, a good setup to start the season out. Um, I think that. At least that's all I've got right now. So um, we'll see how that goes. You know, um, I'll, I'll consider Mike good coaster, and then I'll read some of Samson's, and then see how well he does, and then I'll give out the points there. How does that sound? Whoa! Sounds good. Bloody lovely, Costa. Uh, as you are our defending champion, do you want to kick things off? Start us off with our white commons. Sure. So, number one, I have Inspiring Overseer. Um, that is, <clears throat> excuse me, two and a white for a 2-1 Angel Cleric with flying. And when it ETBs, you gain a life and draw a card. Then I have Kill Shot, two and a white for an instant. Destroy target attacking creature. Then at number three, Hold for Ransom, one and a white. For an enchantment aura, um, enchanted creature can't attack or block and has pay seven generic mana, hold for ransoms, controller sacrifices it and draws a card, activate only as a sorcery. And number four, celebrity fencer, three and a white for a three, two elf druid with alliance. Alliance is whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, put a plus one, plus one counter on celebrity fencer. Um, so and no surprise that I would pick the cycling creature of the set, uh, number one, and also gains you a life, and it's a 2-1 flyer. Just a pretty solid, easy pick for me. Um, can't really say much about 2-1 flyers, and in sets where you're going to have a lot of colors, uh, it's always great to have a cycler to dig you deeper into your fixing. Um, for kill shot, I just, you know, it doesn't say tap creature which is kind of a key thing for me because a lot of times creatures have vigilance i think there are quite a few creatures in this set in particular that have vigilance so just a instant speed kill spell um it is predicated on attack but uh that's kind of the name of the game of limited so i don't foresee that being an issue hopeful ransom is the other side of the coin here where it's a two mana removal spell 
pacifism essentially there is a downside that your opponent does get to cycle their creature but it has to be very late in the game and at that point i'm not sure how relevant it will be um you know if they're spending treasures to cycle this creature then you're probably happy with that so uh that comes in at number three and then for the celebrity fencer just seems like a very powerful um i'm, I'm kind of on team naya here or the calabretti um you know i think they're to me so far the early runners for the uh, guild that i'm going to like the most especially since it's creature focused and you know creatures under the battlefield happen all the time it's going to do really well since it's uh, token producers so you know if you have something that makes two tokens and that's two triggers um, and puzzle puzzle encounters uh, you know sticking on a creature are very powerful so that's my four my turn uh, my list features a lot of the same cards number one inspiring overseer uh, remember when we saw that 2-1 dwarf cleric in call time that had the same ETB effect and you're like man this is nuts and then they just decide, you know what, let's just staple the most broken mechanic in the game on it and give it flying. Yeah, that's pretty, that's hilarious. This, they could put this at uncommon. And I'd be like, sure. Uh, then uh, next up, I have hold for ransom. It just seems like the most efficient uh, white removal whenever you want it. Uh, my one concern is causality, uh, giving them a pretty clear sack target. Uh, but... I still think if uh, you're afraid of whatever you're putting this on, then you're just glad to see it gone. Next up, I have Celebrity Fencer. Uh, Costa did a good job, good job describing this card. I think all it needs is one counter, then it's just fine. Like a four mana, four three is just fine and limited. Two counter, Bob's your uncle, three, which would probably be super easy to do in this format. And this card just seems really, really good. Next up, I have um, a Hail Mary, uh, Rafine's uh, Guidance which is a single mana enchantment aura that gives enchanted creature plus one, plus one. And then you may cast it from your graveyard by playing two in a white rather than its mana cost. So, you know, it's an, it's an aura. So, you know, it uh, gives you modified and then all your enchantment uh, synergies. And all, Oh wait, this isn't Kamigawa anymore. I, I just see myself putting one of these on a two, one flyer and tacking in the sky for three. And then they kill that one. I'm like, okay, uh, cast it from my graveyard, put it on this other flyer I have. And then just, just being a consistent, uh, annoying card that just, I mean, plus one, plus one, you're like, man, you never run a one mana enchantment, just get plus one, plus one, but being able to do it consistently. And I just think this card might end up overperforming than when you first look at it. But yeah, that's my Hail Mary for the white commons. And note is that is my list. Oh, very good arguments here. Okay. Now I'm going to read Samson's list after this, so we can get a good feeling of what we're going to do next for the rest of the colors. Samson's list is uh, Boon of Safety, Gathering Throng, Inspiring Overseers at number one, and Hold for Ransom. So his list differs a little bit at the uh, the Boon of Safety and the Gathering Throng. Um, I think I'll, I'll, I'll like to keep, I'll, I'll get Samson's side as a sort of like an audible mention to other parts of the other cards as well. So Boon of Safety. Uh, it is a one mana instant. Put a shield counter on target creature. And a shield counter is a new mechanic for uh, New Capenna. And it says if uh, it would be dealt damaged or destroyed, instead remove a shield counter from it, I believe, instead. And then it, you can scry one as well. So you, you always get to get that scry one. So <clears throat> good hedge on, on uh, re uh, dealing against removal. 
Um, and hit, and Samson's second pick is um, second pick that hasn't been talked about yet is Gathering Throng. It is two and a white for a three one human citizen. When it enters the battlefield, you may search for your library for any number of cards named Gathering Throng. Reveal them, put them into your hand, and then shuffle. <clears throat> now he's not here to defend his his uh, his picks here. Um, so I, I guess I'll just say that this is a very nice card to have. Um, it's a, a three-one powered creature. It does. Uh, you can it, you can draft as many of these as you like. So you can just like draft five of them and then play one, get four more into your hand, and then have sacrifice fodder, have discard fodder, have all this stuff um, that goes well with any of the other themes going on. <clears throat> okay, so uh, between those lists, um, it's going to be really hard to figure out. Is it Kill Shot or is it Rafine's Guidance? Um, and I know, I think we've done a lot of discussing about how uh, removal can be replaceable. Um, and I would like to give uh, Co I mean, Micah the, the, the winning three points here. Um, it does match my list with Rafine's Guidance on there, um, just because I do like that recursion. So like, basically, you get a creature, you put Rafine's Guidance on it, you tack into a kill shot, you get to use that Rafine's Guidance again, uh, whereas kill shot, you cannot use it again. Um, and I'm 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 thinking it will be a lot better than we think. Um, <clears throat> because it, I believe Rafine's Guidance just says casting cost is three. It doesn't have any extra... You don't have to discard a card. You don't have to do anything else. So it is... That is why I'm getting the three points to Micah, two points to Kosa, and one point to Samson here. Okay, um, Micah, as the defending round champion, would you uh, actually do you, do you do everyone notes comments? Uh, I'm really interested, and in, uh, I'm really glad that n none of us talked about buyer silence, like five mana sorcery speed exile target non land permanent that that's controller makes a treasure. I mean, the card seems just fine, but it doesn't seem like it'll be a primo pick, and uh, I just think. I want to talk about gathering throng. I want to know if if I if I'm just missing. Like, granted, I know this effect has typically been quite good, but how many inefficient creatures do you need to have this actually be, where you actually want to run it? This is why I, I wish Samson was kind of here, but maybe we'll get him on run it back. Kosa, what do you think? Um, I mean, in the past, you usually are kind of in like the three, uh, three range. I mean, like honestly, even just having a second one, a lot of times can provide um that card um what i'm trying to say here uh, efficiency but uh redundancy whatever um i think it is it's going to really stack up as a citizen creature type relevance um is a 3-1 body relevance and then um all the things that go with the either sack fodder alliance triggering i mean there's there's a lot of mechanics here and a card like this probably suggests that it's going to fit a lot of mechanic or a lot of builds Gotcha. All right, I guess we'll be moving on to blue. Let me oh. just adjust my browser thing where I'm reading off the cards. All right, let's start this thing off with a haymaker. This, as soon as it was spoiled, I sent it to Costa as my super early pick before it even seen even half the set. I said, like, it's my super early pick for the thieves tools of the set. And that was security bypass. One in a blue for an aura as enchanted creature. As long as enchanted creature is attacking alone, it can't be blocked. And then whenever enchanted, an enchanted creature has, whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, it connives. And to remind you what connives is, 
you controller draws a card, then discards a card. If a non-land card was discarded this way, put a plus one, plus one counter on this creature. So obviously it's like making any creature unblockable. You have to attack alone, but we still don't know how uh, board stally this format is. If this is anything like uh, Kamigawa, then that style of effect would be uh, very uh, potent for breaking up these board stalls. Also, whenever it connects, it gets bigger. It could it either loots away cards you don't want in your hand, or it makes the creature bigger, and that uh, ramps up the clock. My one concern with this is it's an aura, so it's not as good an equipment, but I still think it has the potential to be a game-ending card at common. Next up, I have Rooftop Nuisance. Uh, be honest, first time I read this card, I thought it was an instant. Uh, two and a blue for a sorcery. It has casualty one. So as you cast it, you may sack a creature with power one or greater. And if you do, you get to copy it. It says tap target creature. It doesn't untap during its controller's next untap set. Draw a card. Um, so with a uh, rooftop, y'all know, remember from our uh, Innistrad days how much I like Chill of the Grave. This is a interesting version of it. Uh, granted, I thought it was an instant when I first saw it, but I still think it's fine. Uh, being able to sack, like, if you have, like, any sort of, like, 1 1 citizen creature tokens, anything that has, uh, the aura style removal on it, either locking down two creatures that are going to kill you or two creatures that are preventing you from killing your opponent, as well as cycling twice, up to twice, either your bad creatures or anything like that. It seems like it might be very good, a high tempo kind of play. Next up, I have Echo Inspector which is three and a blue for a bird rogue two, three flyer when it ETBs, it connives. So it's either a, basically it, so it has loot on when it ETBs, but it could also be a three, four flyer for four mana, which is pretty good. Um, like I said, flying is the most broken mechanic in the game next to horsemanship. Next up I have, or for my last one, I have run out of town, which is three and a blue for an instant. The owner of target non-land permanent puts it on the top or the bottom of their library. So instant speed, it can, it negates, it's it's not the typical blue removal where it just bounces back to the hand, puts it on the either top or bottom. So it's either just straight up hard removal or it's a strong tempo play that doesn't put you down card advantage and limited and card advantage is almost usually the name of the game when it comes to games of limited. And those are my four picks for blue commons. My man Costa, you're up. We do. So at number one, I have Echo Inspector. At number two, I have Rooftop Nuisance. At number three, I have Expendable Lackey. So that's uh, one blue mana for a 1-1 human citizen. Pay two and a blue, exile Expendable Lackey from the graveyard and create a 1-1 blue fish creature token with this creature can't be blocked and only activate this as a sorcery. And then at number four, I have Majestic Metamorphosis. Uh, for two and a blue, you have an instant until the end of turn target artifact or creature becomes a four, four angel artifact creature and gains flying draw card. Um, <clears throat> so starting from the bottom there, the majestic metamorphosis reminds me a lot of suit up, uh, which I kind of pitched to y'all that I, I not only do I think is underrated, but I think it's a highly playable card. Um, and I think it's basically the blue removal spell. Um, you're going to have a lot of treasure in this format, which means that uh, you will catch your opponents off guard where you have three blue mana up and a treasure and you turn the treasure into a 4-4 four, four creature that essentially removed their creature and drew you a card, which will be really nice. 
Uh, so I think this card is going to be slept on again, or people will have seen from suit up and realize that, Hey, this card is actually pretty good. Um, expendable lackey is just going to fit a lot of different, uh, guilds, which again is kind of my theme so far. I'm looking at the cards that are going to either be dominant in their color or are going to fulfill multiple guilds. So as you're drafting, it keeps you as open as you can be. Um, and so the lackey being able to produce, uh, you know, a creature that can be, um, casualtyed um or just having another token you know if you have a blue splash in your naya deck i mean there's just a lot of different things that can be done with this card and it can also be aggressive too you can suit up the unblockable fish and keep on going and then for the other two cards uh that micah had explained um yeah i mean rooftop nuisance it is a shame that it isn't an instant but even at sorcery speed can tripping um to you know get through an attacker or if the creature that you have on the field like expendable lackey isn't you know that great and you want to make the fish then now you're typing out two creatures drawing two cards and the inspector uh, a three four body that loots is uh i think pretty strong honestly um i think that's always uh kind of a very safe pick it might not be the most glamorous pick but i think it's going to be a, there's going to be a lot of times when you just want to drop that bird down because you're kind of hitting the floods and uh you know you cycle that card out of your hand so uh those are my picks very very good arguments here um let us get to samson's pick um okay so his number one pick was expendable lackey um for all the reasons that kosa said and his comment here is, old boy going to die with a smile on his face. <laughs> yes, very much so. Um, his next picks are going to be Broker's Veteran. Um, Broker's Veteran it is a 1 in a blue for a 2-1 human soldier. And when it dies, I put a shield counter on target creature you control. <clears throat> so I think he's hedging on the shield mechanic here. Um, being able to protect another creature late to, uh, and sacrificing this one basically um, to protect a more valuable creature uh, is going to be really nice and it can trade uh, uh, at a decent rate. Um, and another one is his next one is witness protection, and witness protection is a one blue or just just a blue, and it's an aura. It says enchanted creature. Enchanted creature loses all abilities and is a green and white citizen creature with base power one uh, one named legitimate business person i <laughs> this was a fun uh, a fun uh, a fun card to to read here um basically it is one form of blue removal basically gets rid of a creature um if you do if it's too powerful it becomes a one one if it has abilities you can't deal with then it loses all those abilities so that is good but no it does become a citizen which may play well into their strategy if they have a citizen strategy um and then his last pick is sewer crocodile it is five in a blue for a four six crocodile and it has activated ability of three in a blue it can't be blocked this turn and it can cost three less to activate if there are five or more mana values among cards in your graveyard so i think he sees this as an end game this will end games very very quickly if it is not dealt with um it does have a big butt um four six stuff is no joke um and four power can kill most creatures in this format um so that i believe that's where he was going from there um as for my picks my number one was expendable lackey and then my number two pick was majestic metamorphosis number three rooftop nuisance and number four witness protection so all cards that have been previously mentioned um costa lines up very very well with my picks here so i will have to go give him the three points here 
uh, Micah, you are going to be number two. And uh, Samson, you are number uh, two, one, one points for Samson here. Um, any thoughts, comments on any uh, cards or any shout outs or anything else? Uh, shout out to Obscure Initiate. Windrake's always good. Even with Upside, if you have white or black in your deck. Um, yeah, I, I'm not the... Because I, I remember everyone just like being so like, oh, pacifism effects are so bad in, in Estrade because they brought back uh, Exploit or whatever. And that's why I worry about the whole... Uh, I guess it is still kind of efficient. This is one mana witness protection. And the entire reason I said with, uh, what's it called? Hold hold for ransom on white. So it's it's kind of a similar situation there. I think also that the exploit was a lot narrower in the sense that it only hit the two colors, whereas it's still kind of color focused, but there's a lot of things that touch it more. And so I think you'll find that you will have things that sacked more, which is kind of why I didn't have the previous card and white hole for ransom higher. Be- and I didn't mention mm-hmm. that, but you did that. Um, yeah, it, it, it could be just fodder for their um, like casualty. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Right. Also shout out to the words target artifact on majestic metamorphosis. I missed that the first time I read that card. It's like I uh, turn my treasure into an angel and kill your creature. Hilarious. And I got to cycle. Uh, all right. So I guess I mean, Coast is up next on black. Yes. Be dokey. So, number one, this is a reprint. I have murder. Um, two, black, black, destroy target creature at its speed. Oh, excuse me. No, uh, don't really need to say much there. Uh, you know. Best removal spell, right? Uh, number two, uh, Maestro's Initiate. So uh, this is two and a block for a 3-1 human citizen. So you can pay four and then hybrid blue-red. Exile Maestro Initiate from your graveyard. Draw two cards, then discard a card. Then Midnight Assassin, two and a block for a 1-2 flying death touch of Vampire Assassin. And then at number four, I have Girder Goons. So four and a black for a 4-4 four, four Ogre Warrior. When Girder Goons dies, create a tap 2-2 two, two black rogue creature token. And then it has the new mechanic Blitz for three and a black. You may cast it for its Bliss cost instead. And if you do, it gains haste. And when this creature dies, you draw a card and you sacrifice it at the beginning of the next end step. Um, so <clears throat> you're going to go back to Murder. Best removal spell, no condition to it, other than it's double black. But I don't imagine that'll be an issue with the abundance of treasure that we should have in this format. Um, Maestro Initiate was very interesting to me. Um, it is a 3 1, um, so the stats on it aren't very great. But again, feeding back into the abundance of different mechanics that can use this body, uh, again, going back to casualty, it does have one block pip, so it's easy to not necessarily sp- splash, but um, if you're bl- base block right, you don't need that much to, to keep it in your color pie. And it's actually a really great ability kind of later on in the game. You pay five mana to exile it and draw two discard a card so later in the game being able to you know pitch a land that you have in your hand to draw two cards or whatever um is honestly really great uh, and the great thing about this is you can just be empty-handed draw two cards discard a card so really i think it's a really powerful card um the midnight assassin just a one two flying death toucher i just imagine this will stonewall a lot of attacks um, there's nothing fancy to it but again uh the death touchers lately have just been really good and the previous formats we played in and i don't imagine that'll really change much here and then the girder goons uh it's a four four 
um, that cycles itself for a 2-2. And then if you want to get aggressive and draw a card, and then it still cycles itself for a card and gets a 2-2. And again, plays into abundance of mechanics. So just solid cards to keep uh, yourself open in the draft. All right, Mr. Micah. My turn next up. Well, first up, I have Murder. Um, uh, limited Classic at this point. Uh, Costa touched on it. Uh, next up, I have a uh, kind of a swerve. I have Dig Up the Body. Two and a black for an instant with Casualty 1. It says, mill two cards, and you may return a creature card from your graveyard to your hand. So it's just a um, three-mana instant speed raise dead. However, also being able to sack your worst creature on board to bring back whatever the best creature in your graveyard is is uh, pretty appealing to me. I could see this card being pretty dope. Uh, I feel like it also kind of combos with my next card, which is Corrupt Court Official, which is one in a black for a human advisor. One one when it ETBs, target opponent discards a card. Who didn't love Virus Beetle and Kamigawa? Um, and it's also a very good sack feeder to sack feeder, sack fodder to all the casualty uh, mechanics and sacrifices. Next up, I, I have Deal Gone Bad, which is three and a black for an instant speed uh t- target creature gets minus three minus three until end of turn and target player mills three cards um so this card is really good if your opponent only has three cards left in library or less um but also um there's a sell uh a lot of the colors want you to self mill there's like cards that care about the number of different mana values you have in your graveyard there's activated abilities such as maestro's initiate that you have in your graveyard and it's not like four mana for minus three, minus three isn't the most efficient, but it's, uh, it deals with quite a bit. There's a bunch of like relatively low toughness things in the set. seems to me tree probably has better stats on that, but also it's a removal spell, which also feeds into the synergy of a lot of different decks. And so those are my four picks. Okay. All right. And now to be the spokesperson for Samson again, um, his, his, he picked murder, um, but it says it's not number one. I'm so confused about that. Anyways, um, and then he has Corrupt Court Official, the same reasons as Micah. And he has Deals Gone Wrong, Stop Them Shields, he says. Um, same reasons Micah's explained. And then Maestro's Initiate, um, the trading ability with everything Kosa said about Maestro's Initiate is going to be <clears throat> very, very good, very relevant. Um, and it trades, you know. Uh, that is good. My list, uh, <laughs> I have Girder Goons, and then Murder, and then Maestro's Initiate, and then Corrupted Court Official. So everyone is three out of four on my list. But I do like the Midnight Assassin um, being a wanted de- flying death toucher. Um, I thought it was like an activated ability for something. That is very, very good. Um, Stonewalling, is it better than Deal Gone Bad, basically? Jeez. Ah, this this is very... Um... Oh, Micah, you only have two things that match my list. Is this going to be a 3-2-1 with, with, with Micah? All right. Costa, you, you have three points for this one. Um, you have the three of them matching some of mine, and then one of them... Uh, Samson's has three out of four as well, but I like the um, the the deal the the midnight assassin over the deal gone wrong. Um, 
I feel like the removal is there's there's so much removal in this set that um I think having a body, especially a flying body that Midnight Assassin is, is gonna net us a lot better in this. And then uh I do like the dig up the body though. Um I think you can loop it if you have a creature that that has another body. Um does anyone know of that? Does that make does that work like that? Because like if you sack something, you can bring back two creatures, right? And then play another creature that makes another creature, sort of something like that. How do you get? How oh, how do you, how do you get the... back the dig up, dig up the body? Okay, for some reason I was thinking of of something or to to do that. But anyways, there's a, there no there's there's an uncommon we can talk about later. Okay, all right, great. Um, so I I like that idea, um, because you can enable a lot of strategies with that one as well. So I will give Micah the two points, and then Samson the one, um, just because of of the the out there kind of com kind of card. Um, yeah, I, I might play, it might play better than you think because it is an instant speed. So note that that's one of the very few instant speed casualty cards that we have in this set. Okay, all right, Costa. Uh, any comments before you start the next round? No, um, I think, um, I guess maybe, I guess I do then. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think removal, um, there is an abundance of it, but I think it's still going to be kind of key here. I think it's just going to de- really be dependent on um, how you want to use it and those removal spells, um, you know, how permanent they're going to be. So kind of going back to what we've dealt with before by exiling creatures or in the graveyard, right? Because a lot of these creatures are going to provide extra value. So it's just something to keep in mind as you look towards the, the removal package. But um, don't fall for the incriminate trap. <laughs> Which was incriminate again? One in a black for a sorcery. Choose two target creatures controlled by the same player. That player sacrifices one of them. Yeah, I feel like that's the fact that they have to have two creatures and they still get to choose. That's ugh, that's doesn't seem good at all. Actually, I think it's right out of edict. But um, okay. We'll move it on to the red list. Um, at number one, I have Sticky Fingers. So one red mana for an enchantment aura. Uh, enchanted creature has menace, and whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, create a treasure token. When enchanted creature dies, draw a card. Um, Witty Roastmaster uh, at number two. So that is two and a red for a 3-2 Devil Citizen with Alliance. So whenever another creature enters a battlefield under your control, Witty Roastmaster deals one damage to each opponent. Uh, at number three, I have Strangle. So one red mana at sorcery speed. Strangle deals three damage to target creature or planeswalker. And then at number four, Big Score. Um, <clears throat> that's three and a red for an instant as an additional cost to cast the spell, discard a card, then you can draw two cards and create two treasure tokens. Um, so going back to number one, uh, I realized that <laughs> enchantment auras, uh, aggressive enchantment auras, uh, need to have some selling to be number one. But for me, this is one of those cards where for one mana, it just, it really does a ton, it gives your creature pseudo evasion, um, with that creature connects and makes a treasure token, which again just lines up with a ton of different things you want to do in this format. Um, and then at the end of it, um, the creature cycles and draws a card. Just it just seems like a very powerful card. Um, are you going to run five copies of this? No, but I think you're going to want like one or two pretty handily. Um, the fact that it cycles is pretty big. 
Um, the witty Roastmaster. Um, again, I talked about how I really like the uh, Cabaretti uh, class. And so, um, again, plays right into the I'm playing creatures. So they might as well deal damage to you when they enter. You can deal a couple damage. You can do a lot of damage, actually, with this card. Honestly, I think over the course of the game, I would expect um, if you're truly in Cabaretti to probably deal uh, anywhere from like two to four damage on average per roast master is honestly where i expect that's pretty high um strangle it is a sorcery speed removal spell but at one mana dealing three damage is highly efficient and so um i think this card is just good enough to be one of the top removal spells in this format and then big score um again another card that kind of really fits uh multiple um archetypes uh you know you're cycling a card out of your hand to get two color fixing treasures and drawing two new cards um and the card that you could discard could also just be you know like a maestro right out of your hand so that's even more um uh, resources that you're getting so I mean, this card will just play very well in some of those uh, strategies okay micah you're up Okie dokie. At number one, I have Witty Roastmaster. Common, that is also, it can be a win condition. Um, very, very good. Next up, I have Strangle. Uh, should be said that all the common red removal in the set is at sorcery speed. So you have a two mana deal two damage that has causality. We'll talk about that a little bit later. And then also a bigger one that destroys an artifact or, or deals four damage, I think. Five damage to a creature or planeswalker. So the one that Strangle just has the most uh, efficiency, as Costa said. So that's the one I'm going to be wanting more than any of the others. Next up, I have a card that has one of the best names in the set, Exhibition Magician. Two and a red that has ETB either make a 1-1 one, one or make a treasure token. So anything that has make a treasure token on a set that wants you to be able to fix your mana is important. But also just having multiple bodies like pairs very well with Witty Roastmaster. Um so ETB make a 1-1 one, one and deal 2 damage to target opponent. Sick! Uh, next up, I have aforementioned removal spell, Light em Up. 1 in red has casualty 2. Destroy, uh, deals 2 damage to target creature or planeswalker. And so it's like, and if you have like the like the Cabaret or whatever, you have a bunch of 1-1s one and 2 mana be able to deal 4 and you just lose a citizen token seems right all right with me. And it also just 2 mana deal 2 damage in the early early game. Seems like it might be pretty fine to help you get to your big witty roast master plays. That's my list. Okay. All right. Great, great, great. Um, now we go to Samson. Um, his number one is Sticky Fingers. <laughs> um, and his comment here is, hell yeah, I'm here for this card. This right here. This right here is why we play Magic. 10 out of 10 out of 10. <laughs> uh, very, very uh, good commentary from not being here. Um, his next pick is light him up um, for the reasons that Micah would have said, most likely. He has two off-the-charts picks, though, off of my radar. Um, number one is Goldhound. Uh, this is a red for an artifact creature treasure dog. No, treasure is not a creature type. It is the artifact type. It is a 1-1. One, one. It has First Strike, Menace, and it has uh, the Sacrifice It for any color treasure ability. Um, this is actually reasonable, you know, all this stuff on a 1-1, one, one, um, First Strike and Menace, so it's hard to block, um, and even if you block it, it's even harder to kill it, 
especially if you pump it up with things. Um, but yeah, and then it, it could also act as a uh, source of ramp on turn one. Um, if just just so you know, uh, you can like go to turn three on play a three drop on turn two if you need to. Um, but yeah, those are I think those are really good. Um, lots of stuff on a one one, you know. Um, the next one is antagonize, and that is just a one in red for an instant target creature gets plus four plus three until end of turn. Just your giant growth combat trick effects. Um, it is very very strong, um, and I'm not sure how well combat tricks will play out in this format, but um, he could be onto something here. Now my list is um, wrecking crew. That is. A four and a red for a four or five reach trample, um, human warrior, and for me, like having reach is going to be really, really key because there's so many flyers in this set that you just need to deal with, and be able to just slam this on the board. And then, if you want to be aggressive, this can be your top end. Um, it has trample, so it can hit through all of that. So that's my reason for um, at least putting Wrecking Crew on the map. Um, and then Strangle, Woody Rotosmaster, and Sticky Fingers for all the reasons Micah and Kosa have explained. So um, I like Kosa's list. Um, I like Big Score. So Kosa, why not Exhibition Magician over Big Score? Um, again, going back to... I think it has more ubiquity, just a little bit more. Like Exhibition Magician, honestly, also has it right. Like it creates a treasure mm -hmm. token on ETB, um, and it's a three drop. But um, I just like I remember Unexpected Windfall from AFR playing out mm -hmm. really, really well, and so I imagine this card will also do the same. And typically, um, formats that have our multicolor, uh, especially in three colors, where you're wanting to splash. If you're drawing into your bombs and you know that's the thing like in our primers we really don't ever talk about the rares and the mythics but there's a lot of good rares and mythics and so being able to draw into them and play into them um, i just think the upside for this card is a lot higher um but i do agree though i mean if you're if you're like devoted into cabaretti like that card is just going to i mean for every card that you have with alliance it's going to feed into it so okay and uh i don't think there's much to say about light em up but it really hurts that it's sorcerer i really thought that light em up was instant speed and so that's why costa you get the three points and micah you're getting the two points for the, the red here jeez are you ready for confession time what's what's confession time i never even liked light em up i had it on the list because i did it before uh all the cards have been spoiled I was like, sorcery speed. I have to sack a creature for this card to be relevant. I, I would, if I'm being honest, I spit because I, I had it there because I said before we started recording, it's like, oh, I want to make this change. It's like, ah, whatever. I'll just leave it. I should have uh, noticed it beforehand. If, uh, that's why I'm waiting till after the points have been allocated before I said this, by the way. If I had to change it, I'd put Wrecking Crew there. Uh, when I watched the PPR, the, the Loading Ready Run people did this mm -hmm. past weekend the wrecking crew always seemed like an incredibly relevant body. Like it just like stonewalled so much. And, uh, and you might have the points. where you're like, Oh, that has reach the set. It's gonna be that one. Yeah. I actually didn't even realize I had reach. So that's a good, that's something to really note there. Uh, I think antagonize is actually going to be a really good combat trick. If there is an aggressive deck, like four, three in red doesn't really, it's not really common. Uh, usually like what's the, the one mana, uh, growth that's like brute force or something like that which was like the 
mm -hmm. the shifted version of it. So <laughs> if I let you get four damage, it's pretty nice. I expect that card to just like kill people just out of nowhere. So oh yes, I re I really want the deck that's fifteen gold hounds and fifteen antagonizes. <laughs> okay. Hilarious. All right. Yeah. Well, Micah, if if you had put Wrecking Crew, I would have given you three points right there. Damn um, my honesty. <laughs> All right. Um, Costa, take it away. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. So number one, I have Jewel Thief. So two and green for a 3-3 three, three Cat Rogue with Vigilance and Trample. And when ETBs create a treasure token. And number two, I have Prize Fight. One and a green for an instant. Target creature you control fights. Target creature you don't control. And you create a treasure token. And number four, Warm Welcome. So Two and a green for an instant, like the top five cards of your library. You may reveal a creature card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest in the bottom of your library in a random order and create a 1-1 one, one green and white citizen creature token. And the last one is attended socialite. So it's just a green, I'm sorry, one and a green for a 2-1 elf druid with alliance. And whenever that cre another creature enters the battlefield under your control, attended socialite gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. <clears throat> um... So kind of starting from the top, a 3-3 three, three body for a 3 uh, is already great. And then it has some keywords stapled onto it, like Vigilance and Trample. So if you suit it up, it's just going to stand up straight and run your opponent over. And on TB, it makes a treasure token. So again, going back into the things we just keep on stating about uh, how it'll play into other guilds and the relevance that it will have, uh, this card kind of is summed up into a nice little package at the 3 slot. Price fight is awesome at instant speed. It is a fight spell, not a punch spell, uh, which we've been kind of uh, very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, pampered. To? Uh, yeah, we're accustomed to, pampered with uh, the punches. But the upside here is creating a treasure, which is pretty nice. And uh, being in green, you're usually going to have the bigger creatures. Um, Warm Welcome was kind of an interesting one, but my case for this is uh, anytime I see a card that create a, a spell that creates a body tends to do really well. And this card searches for your best creature in the top five, makes a one one, which triggers alliance. Um, and then if there's any citizen or fodder that you need, right, this card produces all of it. And so I think this card is actually really good. And at instant speed, it's really nice to be able to do it at the end step of your opponent's turn. And then that socialite, um, I'm not necessarily saying that I don't like my pick, but I think it's one of those where I think it's going to be a discipline pick where you know you're going to be, um, you know, the creature-based aggressive, you know, probably cabaretty, right? And uh, dropping two to three creatures a turn, uh, you know, is kind of like the high end of it, right? So getting that damage in and at worst case you're dropping a creature a turn and it's attacking for three and your opponent has to you know make the trade so uh that's my four micah take it away how absurd is jewel thief like so we there's a little bit of discourse like the early on the thieves tools and we always talk about like the spirit of the award it's like oh this card's gonna win you the game Jewel Thief, like as a, like a pure mid range card, is probably just the best common in the set. It's like three three for three vigilance trample ETB make a token, uh, pretty bananas. So that's my number one at green. I have price fight at number two, similar to my uh, competitor over there. Uh, two mana instant speed fight that has more value makes tre well, they. I think the create a treasure token is just everyone at Watsi's favorite sentence now. They just put it on everything. 
Sometimes they say make two. Next up, I have, how do you say this? Caldea. Uh, Caldea strong arm, which is four and a green for a two, three human warrior. When it ETBs, put two plus one, plus one counters on target creature. So at worst, it's a five mana, four or five, but also has blitz. And I don't know if we have explicitly said what the blitz mechanic is yet, have we? I'm seeing some shaking heads, so we have. Uh, so basically, you can basically blitz this out, put counters either on it, or probably, if you're blitzing it, probably putting it on something else, jamming in, cycling this from your hand as well. Just uh, seems like a, a strong value card that could also... Imagine putting two counters on your freaking gold hand. Then you have a 3-3 first strike menace. Let's, let's go. Let's party. Uh, last up, uh, I am an absolute sucker for a soul sister, so I have social climber rounding out my list. However, this soul sister has a very relevant three, two body for three mana. And it's also whenever another creature ETBs on your side of the field. So obviously this is a Cabo ready um, card playing to that theme. Like, Oh, you're going to play lots of creatures here. Gain lots of life too. However, being able to just get incidental life gain into your deck in a non, not in a way that isn't just like, like you wouldn't just play like a healing salve or whatever in your deck you want. Uh, so being able to play a three power creature that will gain you life over the course of the game. Seems pretty good. So that is my... Those are my four cards at Green Common. All right. I love the lists. Um, now let's get into Samson's. Um, he has number one Jewel Thief. Um, no no questions. No no quarrels about that. Um, then he has Rox Pummeler. His notes here. Okay. Hear me out in the words of Samson. Hear me out. Don't discount the mana cost. This is coming down before turn six, and you have to block it. He only fears that minus three, minus three, he can be stopped or reasoned with. He's the pummeler. <laughs> oh, Samson. Just some fun things. But uh, So the rocks pummeler is a five in green for a six, three rhino soldier. It enters the battlefield with a shield counter, and it has trample all, as long as it has a shield counter on it. Um... I'm not sure where he's seeing this one. I mean, it's just a big, big beater. But if that, if he loses the shield counter, then he does not have trample anymore. Um, and that, I think that's that's the the only downside about this one. But it is a huge beater. Um, and then his next pick is a glittermonger. It is a uh, where is it? Four and a green for a one four elf rogue, and it just says tap create a treasure token. Um, and getting head on mana, but it's at, it is at four mana. Um, treasure tokens may be relevant, uh, hugely relevant, and this is where this creature may come into play um, during the season. Um, and it is a, a great blocker here. One four is a great blocker. Um, and his next pick is Caldea Strongarm for all the reasons Micah said. Um, Oh, the rocks probably just isn't giving getting it to me. So I'm sorry, Samson. You're you're gonna get the 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 one point, and then uh, it's gonna be very tough between you, Costa. You have the warm welcome, which I really like. Um, and then I also like the attendant socialite. But then, um, Micah, I like the strong arm. Um, the strong arm it lets you you know split your counters, uh, wherever you want. Um, the blitz being replaced itself is good. It is at five mana though, um, and that's what what bugs me out at this. It does a blitz for four mana, which is really relevant. <sighs> but 
I mean, attended socialite is a, is a two drop that you'll need. Um, no doubts about it. Um, oh, I should say my my list before I just make my decision. <laughs> so I have Jewel Thief, uh, but then I have Capenna Express. That is three in a green for an uh, six six artifact vehicle. Um, its ability is Crew Three and Sacrifice a Treasure. Capenna Express becomes an artifact creature until end of turn. So. Although it is crew three, um, and I believe this is literally the um, the the blue vehicle, the six six that was crew three or crew four, I believe. But this has the upside of sacking a treasure in order to make it a vehicle, and I think that's going to be extremely relevant with all the treasures that are going to be running around, running amok here, and having a four mana six six is insane. Um, I my next pick is high rise sawjack. And I was hedging against flying a little bit. It is a 2 and a green for a 2-3 reach. And when it blocks a creature with flying, it gets plus 2, plus 0 to end of a turn. And I know we all, we've all liked um, the, the, where, the bird admirer <laughs> across the, the, the previous formats. Um, I, I, I think this will come in... This won't be like a high pick, but you should have at least one of these in your deck to deal with the flyers if you don't have any other ways of dealing with flyers and i and that's my my hedge here and then prize fight um one of the best removal spells in uh, green at least so with that in mind oh i think you want to all of these affect the board really really well um I don't know. The instant speed on Warm Welcome is, is pulling me towards Costa, so I'm going to have to give Costa the three points here and Micah the two points. But it was really, really close on this one. Um, any comments in, from anyone? What's the uh, the creature that whenever an artifact enters the battle, you can untap a creature? There's a. It's not in this set. But I'm thinking about EDH with Glittermonger. You make infinite treasures. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, also, I'm curious. It's like sh there's like Shockroom Receiver, I think, and then there's like another one. Well, I, I remember whenever I made that Emery deck. Um, but also, I'm wondering if we're discounting because uh, when I I saw Rocks Pummeler, how much we're discounting Shield Counters? Because whenever I see Shield Counter, I feel like I'm just reading that as okay, this card's gonna be a two for one because they have to spend a card to get rid of the Shield Counter and then another card to get rid of the actual card. And I, I kind of I'm having trouble evaluating that. Because that's how it reads to me. Yeah, that's fair. And, you know, I, <clears throat> unfortunately, I haven't <clears throat> looked at much of the cards other than today to make the list. So, um, and in my head, I was thinking that there'll be a lot more, um, uh, like ping damage type effects and whatnot. And it turns out there isn't. And so, this is one of the sets that it's possible that, like, the shield counters are going to be a bigger deal because, like you said, it's, it's two for ones. Um, they're going to have to throw a body in it. Like, maybe the cabaretti are the best equipped against the shield counters because they have, you know, some fodder tokens or whatnot, but the other, um, pies might not be as equipped for it for that same reason. So that's a good call. Um, I was going to say, I love the art on the, on the prize fight. I just love this right now. Like it's like, I don't know. It looks like a, it's like a really good interpretation of fighting. So, <laughs> and I love yes. rhinos and raccoons. So. <laughs> So we may all be wrong, and Rock's Pummel is going to be very, very good. But it is six mana, which is probably the only reason why I've 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 poo pooed on it a little bit. If it was five or four mana, you know, uh, I'd be all for it. 
Okay, um, so our newest section, um, Costa, are you gonna? We have two multicolor commons, and these are really hard picks, I suppose, right? There's only 10 commons for multicolor. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I kind of cheated on this one, so if it disqualifies me, that's fine. But I did want the listeners to know that at number one, all the land enchanters, and by that I mean any of the three color commons that uh, you get to pay two mana, exile it from your hand, and then target land gains the color associated um, abilities from that legend. And so the reason why I just stuck them all at one is because um, I think it goes without saying that color fixing is going to be kind of key here. And these are your color fixers. And then later on, they turn back into creatures, um, which is highly relevant. So it was really hard for me just to say that like Shattered Seraph over, you know, Mass Bandits would be better because we don't know the um, we don't know the power level of the guilds, but if they are going to be, uh, if it's anything like the previous sets, then they should all be relatively equal in power. So I just think that uh, at number one, if you're picking any of the cards, it needs to be one of those for the fixing. And then number two, just to, I guess, make it a thing, uh, I chose Celestial Regulator. I got to find it though, because I don't remember what it does. <laughs> uh, it, I think it was a good. Oh, yeah. Oh, I found you found it. I think so. It's a, it's a blue white card, right? Yes. Yep. And it, one one white blue for mm-hmm. a two three angel advisor. Do you want to finish it off, Coach? No, go ahead because I haven't found it. All right, all right. It has flying, um, and it says when it ETBs, tap a creature you don't control and tap it. If you control a creature with a counter on it, the chosen creature doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step, so it freezes it for a turn. Yeah, um, I basically chose this one because of the common slot, like a 2-3 flyer is already a great rate, and the fact that it can, uh, it'll can, it tap something, and then it could tap it down if you have a counter on something is pretty relevant and uh, pretty strong. So it's like keeping the aggression up or, or making your opponent have to make choices uh, as you tap things down on a body is really nice. So that's my one and two punch. Mr. Micah. All right, so I misunderstood. I thought it was still 4-2 or whatever. So, I, And also, I didn't... Um, so, obviously, I agree. All the uh, land enchanters, that's a good way of phrasing them, is because uh, the way I saw it played is that whenever they exile them, they just put them under the land that they were uh, modifying as a way of marking it. Um, so, I what I ended up doing was like trying to like tier list it. So, we'll just count the top two that I did. Because I feel like all five of these are just like the five best multicolored commons. Because uh, you want your fixing, you want, um, and you want relevant creatures later in the game. So what I had as the best, I actually spent a um, not a lot of time thinking about this, but not no time thinking about it. Because I was like trying to figure out how how I differentiate it. So the one I ended up thinking might be the best was Mass Bandits, almost entirely because it's a five five. Like I'm seeing a lot of four fours in the set, a lot of four fives in the set. And I'm like, all right, five fives bigger than all those. Also vigilance and menace. That's very good. I'm uh, the flipped over uh, saga. I can't remember what the, is it tails? No, it's not tails or whatever, but either way, if uh, y'all know what I'm talking about, the five mana green one that puts counters on things and then gives them vigilance and then called a five. Oh, I don't tails of master. Shiro. 
Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So the five five vigilance that's just permanently ingrained in my brain is that's sick. Then also menace makes it better. Um, also, it's a raccoon rogue. So if you're making a uh, Guardians of the Galaxy theme set, Rocket's pretty big. Um, and then at number two, I put Spara's Educators, which is the the band. I forget whatever the what's the it's not, that's not Obscura. What's the band? Bro- the brokers. 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 Yeah. So it's two. Oh, also, Mass Bandits was three black, red, green. And then Spar's Educators is two green, white, blue for Cat Citizen 4-4. When ETBs target creature and opponent controls can't attack or block until your next turn. So it pacifies it so a creature so as you get in. And also you don't have to fear the crack back. And then also fixes for bant colors. I was wondering if I was wrong in that. I was like, oh, maybe Shattered Seraph because it's a non-green source of color fixing. But then I just saw there's so many treasures there's so many other ways of fixing mana. I'm like, nah, I'm not going to worry about that. Also, Shattered Surf is kind of like seven mana. But yeah, so I will, I will just go with those two for my top two um, multicolored commons then. Okay, okay. Um, so let's get right down to Samson. Uh, his first pick uh, is Glamorous Outlaw. And uh, I would like to say it is uh, three Grixis or... Um, I guess Meisters in this is blue, black, and red for a four or five vampire rogue. Um, I don't, we haven't actually said what the what we what they actually do, so I'm going to read this. Um, when Glamorous Outlaw enters the battlefield, it deals two to each opponent, and you scry two. Uh, and then the ability for the land enchanting um, is pay two generic mana, anything, exile the card from your hand, uh, target land gains, tap for blue in this case blue black or red until glamorous outlaw is cast from exile you may cast it for as long as it remains in exile so what everyone is referring to is there are uh for each of the families there's five families each of them have a card that does this effect the the exiling from your hand target land gains um the add one of the three colors of mana and then you can cast it later in the game and and then the land loses that ability once you cast the card so that is important you can't just keep casting it if you like relying on that for your fixing for mana so just be aware of that but um that i think the 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 lose two life in the scry scry two is important um the scry two think about the imperious oath um the scry three was extremely relevant although the three two two bodies was really um one of the key points there um and then Samson's next pick is Masked Bandits. Um, three and black, red, green for a 5-5 five, five Raccoon Rogue, Vigilance and Menace. Um, that was Micah's number one pick. Um, for me, I actually went with Civil Servants. You know, something more quaint, uh, close to the ground. It is uh, green and white for a 2-3 Cat Citizen. And whenever it attacks, you may tap into the untapped Citizen you control. If you do, it gets plus 1, plus 0, and lifelink until end of turn. And uh, lifelink, uh, I think, is really, really, a really good ability. And you can do this um, constantly. I think Citizen is going to be really, really good. Um, and then I pick Rackish Revelers because I also lean towards the Cabaretti theme. Um, two and the, the Cabaretti colors. And uh, you get a 5-3 Elf Druid Rogue. When ETBs make a 1-1 green and white Citizen. And it obviously has the, the land fixing um, ability as well. Oh, geez. Yeah. Um, just a caveat here. We, if you are in those colors, like Costa said, pick them up if you need a fixing. Pick them up anyways. Um, you can splash a fourth color if you want to. 
um, and then all of these can still be cast later in the game, and then uh, we will get to that late point in the game, and you will have to cast these in order to end the game. And uh, that's really, really it. Um, but per the rules, um, sorry, Kosa, you are um, oh, yeah, that's fine. out. Um, and uh, you will get the one point. I was going to say that the the thing that that also is kind of cool with these is this could literally be your only splash, right? You can exile that card and play it later because it's the fix towards it, which is really neat with these cards. So it was really hard for me just to say pick two of them <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Like, I was like, these, I think, by nature and design of these cards are going to be in that echelon, right? Beat me to it. And then, so, uh, Micah, I I like your argument. I don't have I don't have Mask Bandit, but I like the argument uh, comparing it to Tales of Master Seshiro. Um, and so, I will put you at three, and Samson gets two. Somehow. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, that's a caveat. This is just a for, just constraint for time. That's why we I, I picked the just two common multicolor cards. So. Um, do not undervalue the rest of them. They're all really, really great. Just pick them up when you can. Do you want Tree? Do you want to go over the scores real fast before we move on to uncommon? All right. Okay. So this is a very close lead here. Costa um, in the running with fifteen points. Samson, if you were here, you'd probably be able to make more arguments. And then, but you're at seven. And Micah, you're at 14, so one point ahead from Costa. Very, very, very close. All right, I'll be kicking off the white uncommons. Number one, I have Swooping Protector. Three and a white for a Bird Citizen 2-1. Flash Flying. ETBs with a Shield Counter. So the way I see this is it's like a the way I described the way shield counters read to me uh, is that, so basically you flash this in, you block a creature, it likely kills it. And then you have a two, one flyer afterwards. That just seems incredible value to me. And so, uh, and then next up I have, Ooh, did I misspell a word? I think I misspelled a word. I have, I have maids attendant. Uh, sadly, this is not a card, so I'll get disqualified. However, there is a card called mages attendant, which is two and a white for a cat rogue. And it says when it ETBs, you make a 1-1 one, one blue wizard, Harry. Creature token with one one mana sacrifices creature. Counter target non-creature spell unless its controller plays pays one. So uh, narrow four spike effect on a creature. But yeah, uh, so you're basically getting four, three uh, power and toughness for three mana. Solid. Uh, not a relevant effect. People often like to tap out, use all their mana in limited so Mage's Attendant seems like a, another strong value card at White Uncommon. Costa, you're up, my friend. Oh, you do. Uh, for my first card, I have Rumor Gatherer. So one white white for a 2-1 Elf Wizard. With Alliance, whenever another creature enters a battlefield under your control, you can scry one. <clears throat> and then if this, uh, second, uh, the second time this ability has resolved... Uh, this turn, draw a card instead. <clears throat> and then at number two, I have Citizen's Crowbar. So one and a white for an artifact equipment. When it ETBs, you make a 1-1 one, one green and white Citizen creature token, and it's the crowbar is attached to it. 
And then equip creature gets plus one, plus one, and has pay one white and tap it, sacrifice the crowbar, destroy target artifact and enchantment, and has equipment, uh, equip cost of two. Um, so going back to the rumor gatherer, um, <clears throat> even if you're not in the cabaretti, uh, anything with white and creatures ET being to allow you to scry is like extremely powerful. And so, um, and then if you get to play two creatures, then you get to draw a card. Anything past that, you still, you go back to scrying, but still the value on that is like really, really high. Uh, so I'm really high on this card. And then uh, for the crowbar, uh, y'all know me pretty well. Uh, <clears throat> I'm not necessarily that big on equipment, but I am good on good equipment. And I feel like this one is a really nice, uh, you know, ETBs. It makes a creature, has a low equip cost, and then it has some upside to where it's main deckable um so for those of y'all that just play best of one on arena this is really nice because now you don't have to have a uh you don't have to put a cyborg card in there this is a pretty main deckable card and then if you're like us who also play paper magic then this is in your main board already and so if there's some you know some enchantment or artifact that you need to deal with uh this will deal with it so um just like the flexibility of these cards um and uh, again just the upside on, on the gatherer seems pretty good Okay, wow. Um, these are very uh, different lists here. Okay, and then let me see Samson's here. He's got Mage's Attendant. Uh, I think the same reason as, as Micah. But then he has Patchup. Um, Patchup is a 2 and a white for Sorcery. Return up to 3 target creature cards with total mana value 3 or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. So... I believe he's trying to get into some recursion here, um, be able to get multiple creatures out, um, most likely a one-mana creature and a two-mana creature, uh, to get some value out of this. Um, it is going to be hard to do. It is something you can do, but is there going to be... This is going to be played later in the game, and is is total mana three value or um, going to you know pick up, like make an impact on the board when you're playing this later in the game? Um, because most likely two are uh, your creatures aren't going to be dead on turn three, turn turn two, turn three. Um, since this is a tap land format, um, and we're going to be playing lots of tap lands here. Um, so Samson will get the one point there. Uh, my list was Mage's Attendant and Rumor Gatherer. Now, you both have each have one card on my list. I love Rumor Gatherer. It does play well into Cabaretti. Um, Oh, geez. Um, and it plays well with Mage's Attendant. Um, I do like your argument with the Citizen's Crowbar. Um, the only thing is that there uh, there are only a total of 46 enchantment artifacts um, in this format. Um, not as much as I would like. Um, and so it's either Citizen Crowbar or the Sweeping Protector for me. Uh, I do like that it's a 2-2, right? It, it creates a 1-1 Citizen and then it gets plus one, plus one. So it's a two, two for two. It is a bear nonetheless. And then you can move your equipment around. Um, and it's main deckable. And then that is a, a great argument here. Um, and then, but sweeping protector, it is it is a four, four mana with flash, flying, shield counter. If this was three mana, I think I would instantly give it to Micah. But it is really hard at this point. Um, oh. And then they're both citizens, so I can't really use the citizen thing um, to to argue against for one for the other. Um, you know, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna give this to Micah uh, three points. Uh, the shield counter, 
I think from from um, might be a little bit better than the citizens crowbar in this in this respect here. So good job, Micah. Any comments for anything? Uh, any uh, points out to any other cards we want to say? Not really. I mean, other, I than, want to... other than like a maiden's attendant would have mm -hmm. like ju just under uh, the crowbar mm -hmm. for me for like the two bodies, right? Okay. Um, mm -hmm. But no, I mean, like the other cards are really cool. Like the Illuminator Virtuoso is um, mm -hmm. pretty neat. Um, you basically grow it every time you target it. And it's a double striker for two mana. That was a consideration. Um, yeah, there's some, I mean, there there are some decent cards on here. Um, like plus two, plus seven, we normally don't see that unless it's like defending creature, right? From like, was it like plus one, plus 13 or something? I forgot what the card was, but uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Pretty good cards funny. in the white uncommon slot. Okay. All right. Um, so Micah, start us off with blue. Biggity, biggity, blue. Okie dokie. Number one, I'm going to need you boys to sleep with the fishes. Two blue, blue for an enchantment aura, enchant creature. When it ETBs, you get to... Well, first off, you tap enchanted creature. And then you get to make a 1-1 one, one blue fish creature token, which can't be blocked. And then also the creature's frozen. So it's like Captor's Fear with an additional blue pip. Uh... But also, you get an unblockable fish. It just seems like, all right, it seems, it's read for me like a two for one. It's like, okay, your creature's gone, and now I have an unblockable thing. Now I'm equipped with a crowbar, because that's hilarious, and just beat your face in. Um, I was wondering how many ways they're going to be to modify these unblockable fishies and make them really strong game-ending threats. But And if they do play out that way, Sleep with the Fishes just gets even better, in my opinion. Next up, we have out of the way three and a blue for an instant spell costs two less to cast if a target's a green permanent, but either way return target non-land permanent to its owner's hand. And then you get to draw a card. So one thing I feel like I've developed as a magic player over the course of like doing this podcast, getting to play with such seasoned top tier magic players, such as the two gentlemen I'm on this podcast with is I love me some good tempo value stuff. And out of the way, just reads to me like, Oh, this card's sick tempo. If you cast on a green key, uh, creature i'm just gonna i'm just gonna lose it i'm gonna i'm just gonna be a uh, giggling little schoolgirl. it's like all running up down the junior's comics and cars located in south austin on slaughter and manchak um but yeah so out of the way is my number two pick for blue uncommon coast you're up yep so at number one i have sidekick pickpocket uh, it's four and a blue for a three two cephalid rogue when the psychic pickpocket enters a battlefield, it connives. When it connives this way, return up to one target, non land permanent to its owner's hand. And then number two, I have out of the way. Um, so yeah, kind of the same reason. Uh, going back to what uh, Mr. Micah was saying about out of the way, it's uh, very much like um, I'm forgetting the name of it from uh, Crimson Vow, but the lunar rejection. Thank you, lunar rejection, um, which is. Um, it was like cleave for one in a green if it or one in a blue if it hit a werewolf. Um, <clears throat> having a green permanent, you'll probably have a wider range since it's a three color format. Um, so that's pretty awesome just to, for one in a blue. And then at number one, my uh, creature that bounces a creature. Um, <clears throat> you know, and we ha just had this past set um, in Kamigawa. We had the, the two two. Moon snare specialist. Mm -hmm. 
Um, it wasn't as good because you're resetting a lot of times um, the sagas. Uh, here will be a lot different. Um, I think the tempo play on this is going to be highly relevant. Um, and it loots and it gets bigger. So really it's a 4-2 for 5. Or sorry, 4-3 uh, for 5. I think it's a pretty good body and a pretty good rate. Um, so yeah, uh, those are my picks. Oh, very, very good. Um, this is going to make it very, very tough already. Uh, just so you know, the the psychic pickpocket does bounce permanents, not just creatures. Same thing for um, out of the way. Um, I think that was already mentioned, though. Okay, so let's go to Samson's pick. Um, he has a fairy vandal and sleep with the fishes as his um, things. I really love fairy vandal here. Um, we have connive. And we have lots of ways to, um, there are several ways in Demir colors, which is blue-black, um, to draw your second card for that turn. And then even growing this like once or twice, um, let me describe the card first for anyone that hasn't played Throne of Eldraine. It is a one in the blue for a one-two flash flying fairy rogue. And it says whenever you draw your second card each turn, put a plus one, plus one counter on fairy vandal. And so um, it was it was constructed playable in in the standard format at the time. Um, it is a reprint, um, and I'm seeing this. I'm thinking that in this in this format, you can do that and get just even growing it to a three four flying creature will just start beating down, and I think that'll be pretty good. And then sleep with the fishes for all the reasons Micah has said. <clears throat> Everyone has one card on their list out of mine. I have Fairy Vandal, and I have Out of the Way. Um, uh, so, it's it's all pretty much removal, um, minus the Fairy Vandal. Um, the Sleep with the Fishes does give you a creature on board, at least. Um, and But that's going to be, I guess it's prone to enchantment and removal, but that's that's not that much enchantment removal in this in this format. Uh, um, but I do like the Psychic Pickpocket as a, a creature that connives, grows bigger, gets you stuff you want in your graveyard, and bounces. However, Sleep with the Fishes is sort of a more permanent way of get, removing the creature. So it's really, really hard here. Um, oh, love Fairy Vandal, though, but Out of the Way is, is, is incredibly important um, in this format, so... I'm sorry, Samson, you get one point. <laughs> um, again, it's making it so difficult. Um, I, I, I spoke more about the, the Saga pickpocket, so Costa, you're going to get the, the three points here, and Micah, you get the two points. Jeez, um, this is... Yep. No, yeah, I mean, any comments, um, any, any other cards you want to uh, bring attention to here? Uh, I can't wait to see someone cast an offer you can't refuse in limited. I'll be really funny whenever that happens. Uh, that's a blue for an instant encounter non-creature spell, and its controller gets uh, two treasures. I mean, it's like a heavy cyborg card. Like you're giving your and limited, you're giving your opponent a lot. In modern, this card is pretty awesome. Legacy, it's pretty awesome, but not in not in limited. <sighs> Honestly, in in limited, if you play this later in the game, the treasures oh, aren't yeah. going to matter all too much, you know, because it's just okay, more ramp. 
But if you're playing against a treasure dedicated deck, then no, don't give them more treasures. Well, I think, well, and that's the other thing too. Again, the treasures are more than just ramp in this format though. Like they're used for so many things. I think even later in the game, it might still be a problem because, you know, if they have like the, I can't remember if it's rare or mythic, but if it's, but they get to turn them into like creatures instead or something like that. Or if you have the red one, you get to sacrifice a treasure uh, for face breaker and you know turn to a card i mean it's it just seems bad all the way around this card for limited what about hypnotic grifter the one two for one um and then you could just pay three to keep connive however many times you want yeah it's like an engine you know always having access is going to be i think just a fine card i don't think it's going to be a high pick but it's going to be play out a lot like the um dockside um whatever his name is i want to say extortion expressionist or something like that chef chef, Dr. chef, chef. Yeah. yeah i was completely wrong <laughs> um i don't know <laughs> i feel like it's gonna be like a uh, 20th card and you're like okay and then it'll, it'll feel good whenever it actually pops off and then other times it'll be like you like top deck it late and you don't really have any cards in hand you're like okay time to put a bunch of mana oh i guess that isn't that bad then but here i'm gonna pay my nine mana, and now I have a three four. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. Costa, you won the last round. Go ahead and take it. Start us off with the black. Okay. So, number one, I have Rafine's Silencer. So, for two and a black, you get a one one human assassin. When Rafine's Silencer enters the battlefield, it connives. And when Rafine Silencer dies, target creature and opponent controls gets minus X, minus X until end of turn, where X is Rafine Silencer's power. And then at number two, I have Rogue's Gallery. So for two and a black, you get a sorcery that for each color, return up to one target creature card of that color from your graveyard to your hand. So um, starting with the silencer um yeah a three mana one one isn't very good but you basically look at it as a three mana two two that when it dies it takes an x2 with it um and then you know if you ever if you're able to power it up more then it's just a bigger uh death kill trigger that you get which is pretty powerful uh in my opinion there um and then the rogues gallery is just a very high value card um you know we're in multicolor, and so the cool thing is you could have like three different cards and four different cards, five different cards. And they all, if they all have a different color pip in there, right. Then they're essentially the color for each card. So, you, you know, it's not going to be too hard to do. Uh, I feel like in this format, um, especially if you're in something that's kind of, uh, you know, uh, doing a little more conniving. Right. So uh, the next card is going to be a very big value engine. Um, so those are my two picks. All right, Mr. Micah. All right, time for me to meme kind of, but I actually think it is memeing. So I went with the Wombo combo for my two picks. Number one is Dusk Mangler. Five black, black for a 5-4 horror. As an additional cost to cast a spell, sack a creature, discard a card, or pay for life. Next, oh, and it says when it ETBs, each opponent sacrifices a creature, discards a card, and loses four life. So you only have to do one of those. Your opponent has to do all of them. If I'm reading this card correctly. And I have a firm enough grasp on the English language. But to understand the differences between the words or and and. Whoops. Oh, whatever. Um, yeah. This So when this card comes down, it's an instant three for one. 
And there's a certain other uh, fun thing you can do to avoid that first cost altogether. So connive isn't the thing. There's a bunch of self mill in the set. So how about just bringing it back with graveyard shift four and a black for a sorcery. I feel like this is a sales pitch right now. I'm not really arguing for my cards. This spell has flash as long as there are five or more mana values among cards in your graveyard. There are easy ways to put cards in your graveyard. I'd say this probably has flash like 20% of the time, maybe if you want, if you're beyond turn five, uh, if you're beyond turn like six or seven, I think it might end up being, uh, more often than you expect it to be. But either way, you have to return a creature from your graveyard to the battlefield. Oftentimes you just want to do this at sorcery speed anyway, but if you have the option of doing it instant speed, that can be a real big getcha, especially if you get back a big old dust mangler and it's, I feel like this is just the like the limited equivalent to an ultimatum. Like losing two of your cards and four life is just and your opponent gets a five four. Nasty. Yeah, those are my two picks. Uh lovely, lovely image there. Okay. All right. Samson has uh for his pick Nightclubber, and his comment is really hard not for me to not to play a lot of X ones. And Nightclubber is uh, a one black black for a 2 2. When it enters the battlefield, creatures your opponent's control get minus one, minus one. And it has Blitz uh, of a two in a black. Um, so a little bit easier to cast, but you get to go ahead and, and Blitz in with it and then maybe shrink and kill some things and then trade off something really well and then draw a card at the end of it. I think that's the idea. Um, and then his second pick is Whack. It is three in a black for a sorcery. This spell costs three less to cast if it targets a white creature, so it would cost one. But, and so the effect is target creature gets minus four, minus four until end of turn. So it does kill most of everything. I think it's about um, pretty much at least 70% of the creatures in this format. Um, and that's good. Um, and it does have the upside of uh, when it targets the white creature, you pay only one. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a fine removal spell, and I can get that. But unfortunately, my list is going to be Dust Mangler, and uh, it's actually uh, I read this wrong uh, when I put it on here. It is Grizzly Sigil. Um, I thought it was an instant. Uh, it's black uh, sorcery, non-instant. Um, casualty one. So as you as you cast this, uh, sacrifice a creature with power one or greater. If you do, copy that spell um, and you choose new targets. So its effect is choose target creature or planeswalker. If it was dealt non-combat damage this turn, it deals three damage to it and you gain three life. Otherwise, it deals one and you gain one. So essentially, uh, what you would do is you play this, um, either kill a, an X1, gain the one life, or you sack a creature, uh, copy it, and then deal up to, uh, basically four damage to one creature. You can split it up to kill two X1s if you want to do that, but I don't think that's... Uh, gonna be too much of uh, the play here. Um, I thought it was at instant speed, um, and I would not have picked this if it was um, if it was if I had known it was a sorcery. So um, I love Dusk Mangler, and so Micah, you're gonna get the automatic three points here. Um, Kosa, you get the two. Um, but I do want to make a note: uh, the Rafine Silencer. Uh, you can basically just have a two-two. Uh, block it and then kill another 2-2 after that. So it's going to make it tough to attack into sometimes um, when you're when you're coming up the ground. And Rogue's Gallery, it is it is so much of what you like seasons of renewal. It is have it has that feeling but with more upside. Um, and so that that's um, that's something to touch on there and I think 
they rightly recognized that and made this an uncommon instead of a common. How about I mean, anyone who, else? Everyone hates playing at shambling gas, and Rafine Silencer is basically just super shambling gas. Yeah, I was just going to say, what a stupid reprint in Tavern Swindler. Like, I don't know why. I don't, I don't, I didn't think life gain was like that big of a deal here, but I guess it is because I, I don't know. That card sucks. Yep. <laughs> also, I heard, I heard someone like hypothesizing that a lot of the casualty cards were actually like we, we talked about the blue one and the red one. We're like, oh, why are these sorceries? And then Tree just had this with the grizzly sigil. Apparently, uh, someone was um, saying that. Apparently they made they changed a lot of them to sorceries because they were kind of worried about them being at instant speed for whatever reason. So originally they were probably instants, and then they changed them to sorceries because they felt that'd be a safer play. I mean, it makes sense because then it changes all your spot removal, right? Like then you're nerfing it. It's it, it's kind of a feel bad. Yeah, enough on uh, enough on this uh, poor black uncommon set. I don't think like the black uncommons here are, are that impactful. Um, illicit shipment. I don't want a diabolic cheater for five. Um, I don't want to spend uh, a sack of three powered creature to get another card. Um, Vampire Scrivener two two for five for flying. Sure, you can get the lose a life or gain a life, but it's only on your turn. Um, yeah, the in the tavern swindler like just not great picks here. All right, Costa, take us off to red. I thought I won. Wait, Michael, you won. Take off the red. <laughs> All right. Number one for the red uncommons is calling a professional two and a red for an instant. Players can't gain life this turn. Damage can't be prevented. Deals three damage to any target, so it can go face. But also more than that, it's instant speed. And I just told you how all the red removal at common Costa is doing the most hilarious thing on the webcam right now. I cannot handle it. Um, but either way, um, so yeah, instant speed removal that can also go face is a. Uh, I just feel like it's gonna play out so well. Like, no one's like, all right, all right, I'm a three, I can stabilize. Oh, my opponent has a call in the professional, I am just dead. But also, yeah, all the red removal at common is sorcery speed, makes me value the uncommon instant speed removal even more. Next up, I have pugnacious pugilist three red red for a four four ogre ogre warrior um whenever it attacks create a tapped and attacking one one red devil creature token when this creature dies it deals one damage with when this creature dies it deals one damage to any target and it also has blitz for three in a red i am a sucker for all things that have any sort of vague familiarity to uh, grave titan so anything that just attacks and makes tokens is just like, going to make me um, the proverbial giddy little schoolgirl. And also with Blitz, this seems like a very strong way to um, close out your more aggro decks, curve topper. And also imagine this with a good old witty Roastmaster. That seems really sick and nasty. But yeah. Oh, turn three into this on Blitzing on turn four. That's initial two damage with like eight coming at you. That seems, ugh. Um, that deck might be nasty. Costa, you're up. Alrighty, yeah. So for my two cards, <clears throat> play it pretty safe. At uh, number one, uh, I have Torch Breath. So X Red for an instant. The spell costs two less to cast if it targets a blue permanent. Uh, the spell can't be countered, and Torch Breath deals X damage to target creature or planeswalker. 
nothing really exciting here, but um, scales up with the the game, um, takes care of what you what you need it to. So I think just a solid piece of removal. <clears throat> and then on that same breath, I also chose Call of the Professional, um, having a skull crack type of ability on a, a three damage spell that hits anything is really nice to have. Uh, Pugnacious Pugilist was like fighting for that spot. Um, but, uh, I think calling the professional, at least for like, I just wanted to play it safe. Um, and I like, I like damage spells. Um, so those are my two. Great. Awesome. Um, now we have Samson's picks, um, and he has something I think is also is a sleeper. Um, and it is Pyre Sledge Arsonist. It is a two and a red for a two, two via Shino Shaman and it has the ability of one tap it. And it deals X damage to any target where X is the number of sacrifice permanents you sacrifice this turn. Um, and I think the deal here is that it's going to go into John Sacrifice or any kind of like reactive sacrifice deck. And um, even treasures, if you sacrifice all those treasures, it's like, okay, I'm going to sack treasures, pay one here, pay something else, but also you know, ping you for like three. Uh, and it says, I think it says any target. So you can kill anything or machine gun stuff down the board. Um, so it's going to make blocking really hard for, for opponents with this out on the field and you have something you can sacrifice with. Um, and there's a lot of sacrifice outlets here. So that's a, I think that's where he's headed towards. And then he has Colin Professional, boring but great. Make sure to blow out someone trying to ward you. Okay, sure. Um, my picks are also off the map. Um, I have here Riveteer's Requisitioner. That is one and a red for a 3-1 via Shino Rogue. When it dies, create a treasure token. Really, really nice. Or you can blitz it for a two and a red. So dash it in, um, kill something because it has three power. It can trade up really well. And then when it dies, basically, you can draw a card, replace itself. So that's really, really nice. Um, very aggressive. And um, you know, the having a treasure is... Might be might be very important later on, and then my second pick is involuntary employment. It is four and a red for sorcery. Gain control of target creature into end of turn. Untap that creature. It gains haste into end of turn and create a treasure token. So my idea here is, is because sacrifice is going to be really really good, and obviously this is that uncommon. Um, a lot of the uh, the haste threaten stuff um, sometimes is that common. And so I think they saw here that, okay, this is going to be um, lots of sacrifice. So it's always fun to take their creature and sacrifice it for your own benefit. And this has the, the benefit of having that extra treasure token off the spell. So you can have an extra mana to play your casualty cards and sacrifice their, um, their creature after having stolen this. So I think that's where I was going with here. Um, but... Let's see here. Colin Professional, great. You both have it. So it's down to either... Um, actually... Um, uh, Pyre Sledge Arsonist, Colin Professional, or Torch Breath. Oh, jeez. Oh, wait, no, no. The, the Pugnacious Pugilist. I do like it. I do like it a lot. Um, I know you said Torch Breath scales well to the game, and I think we're going to go in this order. Um, uh, Pugnacious Pugilist is a fine card, you know. Grave Tartan uh, is going to 
get you that one one and it, that one one stays around i believe right it, you don't you don't it doesn't exile or anything so it stays around you can just keep attacking with it and it blitzes very well blitzes for four. Oh jeez um I mean, Pyre Sledge and Pugnacious Pugilist play very well together. I like Pugnacious Pugilist because it gives you that 1-1 um, that one, one sack fodder. So, Micah, you're getting the 3. And then Samson, I think... I'm going to give Samson the 2 just because I want to hedge on that Pyre Sledge Arsonist. Because I people might not realize that this can do a lot of damage across the entire game. And so, yeah. And then Kosi, you'll get that 1 point. Oof. Okay. And then uh, any comments, any thoughts? Uh... Can't wait to put Glittering Stockpile into EDH decks. Okay. I guess that's it. All right, Micah. Micah, start us off with the green. All righty. Uh, my number one green uncommon is the clean up crew and clean up crew is four green green for a six six human citizen when it etbs you get to choose one destroy target artifact destroy target enchantment exile target card from a graveyard or gain for life um main deckable uh artifact and enchantment destruction check uh six mana gain some life and stabilize on board check uh, have a troublesome card in a graveyard. Um, get rid of it with this check. Also, it's like if you just want to be a kind of a jerk to your opponent, and they worked all game to get the five different mana values in their graveyard, you just like cast this on turn six, and haha, no more for you. Uh, that, I don't know how incredibly relevant that'd be, but it's a thing you can do with this card. Uh, this seems like there's a lot of flexibility with this. It's a giant wreck sage. It also has other utility. It's a 6-6, six, six, so it's gonna probably going to be one of the biggest creatures in the set, if not the biggest creature in the set, um, at least among the commons and uncommons. And so uh, that makes it uh, the top green uncommon for me. Number two, I have Bouncer's Beatdown. Uh, two and a green for an instant. It costs two less if a target's a black permanent. Bouncer's Beatdown deals X damage to target creature or planeswalker. X is the greatest power among creatures you control. If that creature or planeswalker would die this turn, exile it instead. So it's a very interesting punch spell. So it's not a fight. Because also, one way that it could get around you, if you cast a straight up like bite, whatever, that Kosa said, we're going to cross them too. If they remove that creature, it doesn't deal any damage. Uh, this is just checks the greatest power among creatures you control and deals that damage anyway. So they can't uh, finagle and uh, fizzle the spell by removing the creature that you're targeting on your side. And so that gives it even more utility. And three mana instant speed removal in green. This card just seems like it's incredibly fine. And uh, I'll be putting it in my green decks when I can. That's me. All right. Yep. So uh, number one, I also have Bouncer's Beatdown. And then at number two, I have Elegant Entourage. So for three and a green, you get a 4-4 four, four Elf Druid with Alliance. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, target creature other than Elegant Entourage gets plus one, plus one against Trample until at a turn. Um, so I just really like this one because at a 4-4 four, four, for four, um, that is beefing up other creatures. Uh, it doesn't beef itself up, but um, you know, the, I think the main plan for the Cabaretti is going wide. And then even if you're not in Cabaretti, uh, being in the Jund, um, 
um, or the band, just having just having that flexibility of moving it to other creatures is really really nice. Um, yeah, not much else to say um, with those cards. Um, I just have a thing for kind of being efficient, and I think this card does it relatively well. So those are my picks. Okay, Samson is next, um, and that will be his. <laughs> okay, Bouncer's beat down, number one for him, and then he has uh, another choice, Voice of the Vermin. Uh, this is a four, a three and a green for a two-two human citizen. It enters the battlefield with a shield counter, and whenever it attacks, target creature you control has base power, toughness, 4-4, four, four, until end of turn. So basically, this is not quite a 4-mana four 4-4, four, four, but it attacks as a 4-mana four 4-4, four, four, um, and it will survive one combat at least. Um, and this is very interesting, like, you know, shield counters are, I think, going to be better than most people think uh, in this format. So that is a um, pretty good. Um, now I don't have bounces beat down on my list because, um, frankly, I just overlooked it. Uh, cleanup crew is my number one, and freelance muscle um, is my other pick. Um, freelance muscle uh, that is a five, uh, four and a four and a green for a four four rhino warrior, and then whenever it attacks or blocks, it gets plus X plus X until end of turn, where X is the greatest power or and or toughness among other creatures you control. So this attacks, uh, as long as you have another creature, this can this basically gets bigger, and uh, this attacks well and blocks well. And that was uh, my intent behind that. But um, I'm, I'm not quite regretting my choice, but there are other options that I would like to consider as well. Uh, unfortunately, we only have the two slots. So we have beat, Bouncer Beatdown between everyone, except me. Um, and then we have Voice of the Vermin for Samson. We have Cleanup Crew for Micah. And we have Elegant Entourage for Costa. Um, I love the... Green just has so many big, beefy creatures in this set. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, but what can win you the game? Uh, Cleanup Crew doesn't have Trample. It has all those other modes. You, you can do the destroy um, and disenchant or gain four life. It will stabilize you. Um, and uh, I believe it's really good for like something that wants to uh, go long. Um, Voice of Vermin is aggressive. Uh, Elegant Entourage is aggressive. But it has the trample, which is what I'm leaning towards here. Um, and uh, and it's, it's alliance. I mean, you can just like... If you play one creature and then you give something trample, then you play another creature, you get another thing trample, and then now you have two tramplers that are buffed up, and then you attack with so. But then like a six mana six six. Um, oh jeez, I think, I think green's gonna have that problem of of trying to get through uh, a whole bunch of attackers or something like that. So, I'm gonna give. The three points to Elegant Entourage with his coaster, and then the two points of Cleanup Crew to Micah, and then Samson gets the last point. So, um, we are at how many points? Well, well, uh, first thing before we move on, it's like uh, I'd say that Green Uncommons might be the hardest one 
There's yes. also a uh, freaking Venom Connoisseur, which has a it's a two mana two two with Alliance. Whenever the first one comes down, it gets Death Touch. When the second one comes down, all your creatures get Death Touch. And also, I just like to point out that if Tree saw that, um, no, I'm not gonna be salty. Never mind. We'll move on. Saw the what? If the you game... had Bouncers beat down, would it be your number two? If I had Bouncers beat down, yeah. I mean. Any of the creature, any of the green creatures would just, you know, wipe away that another the creature. I know, but I'm, I'm now that I'm getting tilted. I'm, <laughs> sorry, not, well, I'm, not, I'm not getting tilted. I'm just saying that we could have possibly had the exact same list, and yeah, I still could not overcome Costa's genius. Well, just... oh, there's also take to the streets. You know, uh, <laughs> the five, the four, four and a green for sorcery, uh, overrun basically creatures you control get plus two, plus two, and end of turn. And then citizens get an additional plus one, plus one, and gain vigilance. So that's plus three, plus three to all your citizens. That's also could have been something that was really, really good. How hey. often are you going to run Courier's Briefcase and try and crack it for three cards? Pretty often, honestly. <laughs> I think I'm going to be in a lot of multicolor <coughs> excuse me, decks. And I think that that's... Um, the, the one thing I don't like is like I wish it would have been like three mana and had been a mana rock instead of a sack but um, I think like ETB make a 1-1 one, one, and then you know filter or you get to draw three cards is pretty good I mean it's not like amazing uh, I think Venom Connoisseur just like automatically gets disqualified because bow constrictors aren't venomous so I think it's just got him got him flavor on. fail well, I mean, uh, so they spent all that time with Kamigawa, and they're like, oh, we brought these experts in to, like, honor the Japanese culture. I'm like, awesome, cool. That means they're going to do this going forward. And then they, like, dissed on the animals because they're animals. Like, oh, they're snakes. They're all venomous. Who gives a damn? Okay, uh, all right. Um, before we go to the last section here, um, actually, wait. Um, well, the, the points are, are at Micah has 27. Kosa has 26. So very, very close. Um, Costa, will you start us off with your multicolor uncommon list? Yeah, sure. So at uh, number one, I have Cabaretti Charm. Uh, you have to forgive me because I have to do a lot of finding here. Um, so for a red, a green, and a white, you get an instant, which is choose one. Cabaretti Charm deals damage equal to the number of creatures you control, the target creature or planeswalker. Creatures you control get plus one, plus one, and gain trample until on a turn, or create two, one, uh, one, one, green and white, uh, green, ugh, green and white citizen creature tokens. Um, at number two, I have Cormel, the Glamour Thief. Uh, so for one blue, red, uh, and black, uh, you get a two, four legendary creature vampire rogue with haste. Pay one, tap it, add blue, red, black uh spend this mana only to cast instant or sorcery spells and when Cormella glamour thief dies return up to one target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard to your hand uh next i have nimble larcenist uh so for uh white and blue and a black uh you get a uh two one uh flyer uh, and when bird rogue, and when it enters the battlefield, target opponent reveals their hand. You choose an artifact, instant or sorcery card from it, and they exile that card. Uh, then I have exotic pets. Uh, I think that's one blue and uh, a white for an instant. Create two one one blue fishes uh, that can't be 
blocked, um, and then they uh, enter for each kind for sorry. Then for each kind of counter among creatures you control, put a counter of that kind on either of those tokens. And then the last card is stimulus package. Uh, let me find that one. Uh, I know it's a cabaretty card. Want me to help you out here, bud? Uh, yeah, I found it right here. Two, uh, red and green for an enchantment. When enters the battlefield, create two treasure tokens and then sacrifice a treasure. Create a one-one green and white citizen creature token. Um, <clears throat> so, kind of starting back on the, the beginning of the list. Um, I've already kind of told y'all that I'm leaning more towards Cabaretti anyway, and the fact that this has a removal spell, a very very relevant buff trample spell, and then just adding two creatures. I think it's just like uh, very powerful and limited. Um, so, and I think it just plays well into what Lamenta wants to do anyway. Uh, Cormella, um, I did like the fact that it ramps your spells, um, and then it will return a powerful spell. There are some pretty powerful spells or just value spells here. I mean, returning like a Grixis charm back to your hand is really nice. Um, the Nimble Arsonist, um, really good two for one value there. So you get a, literally a two for one. Sorry, a 2-1 flyer um, that strips a, a relevant card of your opponent's hand. Really awesome. The Exotic Pets, um, I kind of thought this was funny because it actually can also play in the Cabaretti because it just needs one blue mana. And with the treasures you can make, you can literally splash that card, have it trigger your alliances, um, and really just go off the races. And I really like this card. And then the Stimulus Package, um, when you're done making treasures, uh, you get to turn them into creatures, um, or you right off the bat get the two treasures anyway. So uh, I just thought this was a very powerful card. So those are my five. All right, Mr. Micah. All right. So I had originally picked two, but I actually finished my list while we were going throughout this podcast. So, uh, Tree, are you the one putting these cards giant on our spreadsheet? Yes, so that you uh, have to look for them. I already have them right here. Wait, no, hold on. I got to find my first one. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right, number one for me is Quaza. Is that how you say that? Quaza? Quiza? Uh, Augur of Agonies. One white, blue, black for a legendary creature, Cephalid Advisor, three, four. Whenever you draw a card, target opponent loses one life and you gain one life. Uh, this card will just win you the game. It has to be uh, answered or I'll just by the natural course of your draw step, uh, you will eventually win. And also if you're triggering a bunch of connive and other ways of drawing cards, this will kill your opponent even faster. And so I obviously right now I'm a big fan of pretty much all the uncommon cycle of legendaries for each family. Uh, I feel like they're pretty much all first pickable in my opinion, but the next one I think is best is Mr. Oreo, as I'm going to call him. Uh, his actual name is Mr. Orfeo, Orfeo, the Boulder. One black, red, green for legendary creature, Rhino Warrior. Two, four. Whenever you attack, double target creature's power until end of turn. It does not say whenever he attacks. It's whenever you attack with any creature. Its power gets doubled. Turns any creature you have into a threat. And you can keep him safe back on the back line and have him block if you need to. He is a two, four. He's better at that. Uh, next up, I have... Good old Corpse Appraiser. Uh, 
blue, black, red for a 3-3 Vampire Rogue. When it ETBs, exile up to one target creature card from a graveyard. If a card is put into exile this way, look at the top three cards of your library, then put one of those cards into your hand and the rest into your graveyard. So not only is it a 3-mana 3-3, which is just perfectly fine and limited, but it also exiles a thing from your opponent's graveyard in a set that relatively cares about your graveyard quite a bit. But then also, whenever it does that, you get to basically strike. Is it strategic plannings? Or which one is this one? Impulse in some Imp sort? It's impulse. Uh, it's four cards, right? Well, this one's three. Uh, but either way, so it's card selection. Um, and look at the top three. Also, the cards go into your graveyard, and the other two go into your graveyard. And as I said before, this is a set which cares about your graveyard. And especially if you're in the Maestro's family, Grixis, whatever. So, yeah, Corpse Appraiser is just a very, 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 very strong value card, I think. Next up is a card I find absolutely hilarious. It's Rocco Cabaretti Cater. And my man Rocco is for X, red, green, and white. You get a legendary creature, Elf Druid 3-1. When it ETBs, if you cast it, you may search your library for a creature card with mana value X or less, put it onto the battlefield, and shuffle. So people are trying to come up with a hilarious like nickname for this card. Like it was like um like court of catering or something like that, um Rocco Sun Zenith I don't know, but yeah so he's a three mana and then however extra mana your best creature or whatever that mana value is. So if like you cast him on turn five whatever you probably wait to play him later but either way it's like turn five he's you get three one and whatever your best two drop is, or and then he. As uh, he scales very well later in the game, cast him for nine, get yourself a cleanup crew. Whoo boy. Uh, and then lastly is another of these uncommon legends. It is Lagrella the Magpie, the famous card that has had a lot of people confused when it was first spoiled. So for green, white, and blue, you get a legendary creature, human soldier, two, three. When it ETBs, exile any number of other target creatures controlled by different players until Lagrella leaves the battlefield. When an exiled card enters the battlefield under your control this way, put two plus one plus one counters on it. So basically when ETBs, you can basically uh, Brutal Cathar something on your opponent's side, but also exile something on your side of the battlefield. So if an opponent ever deals with Lagrella, your thing comes back even bigger, and then they get their thing back. But either way, just a simple um, Fiend Hunter, Brutal Cathar style creature is perfectly reasonable. If you hit a token, then this is like someone built up a really strong fish, you can just straight up murder that fish in hilarious fashion. But then also, so there's upside. If you have like a, a two mana two two on your side of the board that's just not doing anything, you cast this, exile a threat on your opponent's side, get a two two. If they ever try to get their thing back, you get a four four back in return. Uh, makes this card play a lot better than your traditional brutal Cathar kind of thing in limited, I think. And it rounds out my top five multicolored uncommons. Okay, very, very good. Um, now let's go to Samson's list. He does not have very much. Um, he probably misunderstood. Um, but he does have a card that wasn't mentioned so far, and that is the Metropolis Angel. It is two and white and blue for a 3-1 creature angel soldier. Um, when it has flying, and whenever you attack with one or more creatures with counters on them, draw a card. So... The stipulation is you have to have a creature that has a counter on it, whether it's plus one, plus one counter or a shield counter. You attack, you draw a card, you know. Um, but, but this itself is a body that can fly, that flies, and it can beat down um, as well. So it, if you have the shield, shield synergies, this is going to be really, really good. 
um, but it's it's also just a, a flyer that will beat down as well. Uh, his second pick is Mr. Orfeo, um, same reason as Mike had mentioned, but he failed to follow the directions, and so he'll get the last one point. Um, my list here, um, I have a Corpse Appraiser, um, everything Mike has said. I do have Maestro's Charm, though, um, and Maestro's Charm is a one of the one of the three charms uh, or one of the one of the five charms for each of the five families it is in the Michael's colors so grixis so blue black and red for an instant first mode look at the top five cards of your library put one in, into your hand and the rest in the graveyard so this will you know fill your graveyard up for whatever you need get your best card out of the top five um, the second mode is each opponent loses three life and you gain three life so this can very well win you the game um and this charm is very quite powerful at that point and then the third option you can choose is mice it deals five damage to target creature or planeswalker so it kills pretty much mostly everything just like not the cleanup crew but um pretty much everything else so i feel this is a strong card to pick um in that sense um i wanted to give light to my third pick uh, and that is syndicate infiltrator uh, it is two blue and black for a 3-3 three, three vampire wizard. So, you know, all the skyfish, uh, sky swimmer, koi, or whatever that card is from the last set. You know, a 4-mana 3-3 three, three flyer. Not that difficult to cast. It's only two colors. Um, and, you know, flying, that's the base value. But as long as there are five or more cards in mana values, five or more mana values among cards in your graveyard, it gets plus two, plus two. So it becomes a four mana five five flying creature um, later in the game, which is you know sort of where you want to be at um, in order to close out the game. So I think that could be very well a, a great card to to um, pick up. And you have Quasar and I have Rocco as my next picks. Um, so fairly fairly different lists here. Um, I did not realize Mr. Orfeo uh, triggered on uh, attacking with any creature. Uh, I thought it was only when this attacked um, you can double something. So that is a lot higher on my book now that he has um, that that has been brought to light by Mr. Micah. Um, Corpse Appraiser. Um, I'm it, it's organ hoarder on steroids, pretty much, right? Um, Kinda. Yeah, and uh, I, I, just because those two cards are, are really there. Um, I like the the cabaret charm on Kosa's list. Um, be able to trigger more alliance stuff, and then this this one um, fight uh, bites right. Yeah, it, it bites, um, and then you can pump your team. That's really really good. And then I feel like Cormella is going to be mostly a two four. Um, uh, there's not a lot of instant sorceries that require that much that kind of mana um, requirements, but it is still good. It will give you that that um, the card back, and then uh, I think uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give this to to Micah. Um, all the creatures do a lot of impact uh, when they come in the board. So Micah, you're gonna get the three. Because you get the two. And Samson gets the last points here, and so we have it. Our um, our Streets of New Capenna Primer Champion. Mr. Micah with a uh, 30 points, and then 
Costa. Two points, very close. But you did have that one disqualification, which would have uh, might have put you in the run. So yeah, how about that? What do you guys think? Comments? Yeah. <laughs> um, Not also, uh, our card that Costa did pick is the card that we might be able to find a loop with it. So Cormello, and it dies, you get to bring an insert sorcery. What if you get back, dig up the body, and then you use that to get back Cormella and something else, and then is there is there is there like a sack outlet somewhere in this set? So then you can like sack it to like yeah, there's a red block one, the red block. And then you have and then so then all right, so then um, is there any way to get infinite mana in this limited environment to where we can do this infinitely trigger uh, alliance infinite times and. All right, now this is this conversation is taking us nowhere. Yes, it is a fun pseudo loop, but whatever. Um, it's not we... like the 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 snake druid thing or whatever from um, uh, Kamigawa, where you could loop that with um, Kosa's favorite card there, uh, season of renewal, and just get back everything you want. <laughs> but all right, that'll do it for the limited primer game thing. I am your champion. Remember this one is just us prognosticating moving forward about the cards we think will be good, relevant, whatever cards. We want you to keep an eye out for whenever you're attending your pre-release this weekend. And, uh, we will revisit this in, I don't know, like a month, something like that a month. We'll, we'll, we'll play it by ear and we'll do the run it back for Streets of New Capenna, where we will be using actual information based on our experience playing the format to uh, come up with our opinions about the best cards in its limited environment. Kosa, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Nope, I have don't have any um, <clears throat> quick picks today or anything like that, so uh, do the sign-off, sir. All right, that will do it for this week's edition of the MTG Untapped Podcast. Thank you for listening for the past two hours. What did you think about what we talked about this week? Are you excited for Streets of New Capenna? Are you about to hit up a pre-release and jam some limited games of this format? Let us know on Twitter at MTG Untapped Pod or at Facebook at MTG Untapped Podcast. And if you have any other ideas for stuff you would like us to talk about, shoot us an email at untappedmailbag at gmail.com. If you would please stop whatever you're doing, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and rate and leave us a review. We'd very much appreciate it. We hope you have a wonderful time at your pre-release this weekend. I have been the Micah. He has been Costa. Tree has been the Supreme Judge for this set. We will talk to y'all next week. Have a great one. Ciao.